This is Dr. Sarah Stamba, and you are listening to the Conquer Your Weight Podcast, episode number 45. Welcome to the Conquer Your Weight Podcast, where you will learn to understand your mind and body so you can achieve long-term weight loss. Here's your host, obesity medicine physician and life coach, Dr. Sarah Stombaugh. Hey everyone, thanks for joining me today. Today we have a guest with us, Dr. Alicia Shelley. She is an obesity medicine physician and she is going to tell us a bit about her own journey through weight loss and becoming more active. So I'm so excited to welcome her. Before I do, I want to invite you to come on over to my website and join my email list. I just launched an email list. I am sharing updates from my practice every week sharing easy, healthy recipes. So if that is something you are interested in, go ahead and pop on over to www.sarahstombaugh.md.com. That's S-A-R-A-H-S-T-O-M-B-A-U-G-H-M-D.com. Let's go ahead and get started with today's episode. All right. Today I have a guest with me, Dr. Alicia Shelley. She is going to share a bit about her journey through weight loss and how that has helped her professionally working with patients and clients. And thank you so much for joining me today, Dr. Shelley. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be here today. Yeah. So let me have you introduce yourself. Tell us a bit about you and how you got to be where you're at today. Yeah. So, you know, I haven't always, so today I'm a totally different person from when I started. So, Mm -hmm. um, I have always been, I haven't been always the active person when I was um, a kid, I battled with my weight a lot and I would have bursts where I would get active and then I'd get unactive. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. I was one of these people that just enjoy, would love to sit there and just read all day long. Like it was just something. So getting active was not something that I was good at. And so it wasn't until really a couple years ago, 2016, uh, when I really started to get, I really needed to do something different with my weight and to get more active. And so I started starting from a couch um, couch to 5k where my friend was like, Hey, let's do a 5k. And so, um, we started walking, we started running and eventually we did the 5k and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is great. I feel great. Like I just never was active before. And so after that, I started going for different longer races, um, went to, did my first marathon in 2018 and then was hooked. I was bit by the bug. And so it allowed me to not only be active, but just to kind of be, um, it became a different person. Like I had to be the person I had to, to become, to finish that race was the person Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed and the person I just felt good about. And so it allowed me to be more active. I noticed that my weight started to decrease. Uh, one thing that I I forgot in my story here is that I had been fluctuating my weight so much that, um, I eventually ended up undergoing bariatric surgery. And so, um, even with that, I needed to, you know, I would go to the gym, but it wasn't, you know, I would go, but it was, it it wasn't fun. It was just something you did. Um, and so it wasn't until I kind of found this whole running. Um, and then at this point I've now transitioned into triathlons that it's been so 
fulfilling for me uh, professionally as well. And then on top of that, getting more control over my health, most importantly. So it's allowed me to kind of stay healthy too. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I love that conversation about identity shift. And when we think about adapting any type of new practice, new habits, it's really, it can be challenging to do that when you have a, you know, when you have an identity that is different from what your goals are. And so your goals being in line with your identity is so valuable to making those happen. And it sounds like there was a really clear shift that happened for you of like, I am this active person. I have this. Where do you think that shift came from? I think it came from embracing something new because Mm -hmm. up to that point, I had never even considered uh, exercise or running. I mean, I would, I would go to the gym, but I would get on the elliptical Mm -hmm. and watch TV while I was on elliptical. And then I'd go home, you know, like, you know, and it wasn't, and I did that a couple times, a a couple times a week. And so Mm -hmm. I wasn't as active as maybe somebody else, but when I started to see myself in a different light, like, okay, now I am this a recreational athlete. I never considered myself an athlete. Um, mm-hmm. It helped. It helped me to. It it actually opened up a new area that I didn't know I enjoyed. Like mm-hmm. I I didn't realize that I enjoy kind of being out outside of nature. Um, mm-hmm. Going even if it's going for a walk or going for. Um, I actually do walk run. So I I'm a big proponent mm-hmm. promote per, uh, proponent for that. But just doing that, it was so. It was just so healthy, like just being in nature, being in, in outside. Like I felt like less stress. I felt like I was in my happy place. Mm-hmm. Um, many times when I would go through a stressful period of time, when I would go running, it kind of just, you felt better afterward. <laughs> you just yes, felt like, yeah. yes, <laughs> why didn't Absolutely. I do this before? Uh, I remember I was trying to buy a house and I was so stressed out. I'm like, is this the right one? I went for a nice little run walk and I just felt like, yes, we're, we're in a good place. So it, it, I think that identity shift was allowing myself to really, to try something new and to be able mm-hmm. to, um, enjoy, you know, just to, just to, just to try it. You just never know what you may enjoy and what you may not right. enjoy. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I love that exploring the potential for an enjoyment because I agree, you know, in the weight loss journey, we know that exercise can play such a big role in that. But when you think about whatever you're doing in your weight loss journey, it needs to be something that you enjoy something that you're committed to and something that you are going to be willing to do long-term. And so when you think about whatever the exercise is, but definitely the, like, I'm going to get on the elliptical, just watch my show, you know, might as well be like doing something right. It doesn't really provide, I don't know, it doesn't have that direct feedback where I'm stressed. I feel that endorphins release. I am getting some fresh air and feeling that calm that happens when you can find an enjoyment beyond just maybe what feels like a theoretical weight loss goal, but there's also in some enjoyment here in this moment. Um, I agree. That's been really big for me of being able to incorporate exercise. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it was, it, and exactly, I think finding something you enjoy is, is key. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes I, I, uh, I also didn't mention this, but I also, uh, am a, a obesity medicine uh, physician as well. Um, Mm -hmm. And sometimes I find my patients 
I have some patients that just hate exercise, like they just hate it. And, Mm -hmm. and I find that when they shift their thoughts to like, Hey, it's not necessarily exercise. It's me being active. It's me being able to have time Mm with, you know, maybe me and my children, we go for a walk or me and my spouse, we go for a walk. Mm -hmm. Um, or even my friend, um, like I mentioned in my journey, my journey started with my friend wanting me to do a 5k with her. So we did it together. So it was like this Mm -hmm. sense of community and the sense of kind of connection at the same time. So finding Mm -hmm. an activity where you're able to, um, incorporate that together with someone else or accountability, it helps with kind of moving forward. Um, during the pandemic, I had one, one patient where she and all her family would get on at five o'clock every afternoon and they would do some type of physical activity. Like they would just be on, yeah, they'd just be on Zoom. And the first part, Mm -hmm. the first 10, 15 minutes, they would connect and be like, hey girl, what's going on? Blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. Then they would do their, you know, next 15, 30 minutes, they'd do their exercise and then they were done. Like, and and it was a way of connection. (laughs) So, you know, finding ways where you can connect and still have a good time is important too. Mm-hmm. When we know so much, it's not about what you do. Like I think many, you know, in the obesity medicine world, so many of my patients who come to me, they know what to do. They're really intelligent people, but how to do it, you know, how to find the motivation, how to find the excitement. So I love that you're addressing that with your, with all your people as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hear that. I have everybody, everybody says that I know what to do. I just don't do it. Right, and, exactly. And why why is it? And it's just because it's not fun. It's a chore. It's like another, oh, check on that long list of to-dos that you're like, I should do, but I don't. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And and so some of some tips that that are helpful um for people is sometimes, you know, definitely scheduling it, you know, if it's something you enjoy, finding number one, finding something you enjoy that you won't kill you, um, mm-hmm. that you won't be horrible. And then number two, making sure you schedule it too and make that a priority in your day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then number three is just being consistent with it because even if you start slow, it may be five or 10 minutes. Um, what is always so exciting is that you'll notice as you keep doing it, you get better at it. It's You get longer at it. It doesn't mm-hmm. become so much as a chore. So it, it, it gets easier as you keep doing it. Yeah, absolutely. When, you know, imagining, you know, we connected for a few minutes before hitting the record button here and you are sitting in a hotel room in Milwaukee getting, you know, preparing for your triathlon, um, which is so, I mean, it's so amazing. It's, I imagine a few years ago, that was not a thought that you would be having of something that was on the horizon for you. No, I, um, a few, two years ago, I got, I used to love to watch on television, Ironman. I would watch uh, yeah. once a year, they have the Ironman championships and when they're in Hawaii and I would record and watch it. And, um, I never thought I could do it. Um, mm-hmm. I never thought it was possible until I saw one of, uh, there was this one gentleman who did it. He had a disability and he completed an Ironman and I was like, oh my gosh. And what they, what what was the kicker for me was that they showed his schedule where he just kind of, this is what I did each and every day. And mm-hmm. if I just prepared, 
I could do this. And so I'm like, well, if I just prepare, I can do it too. So um, for the last two years, I've been preparing. I've been exercising, getting it in. And um, I would never have thought of myself as, um, I now think of myself as an athlete, but I didn't think of myself before. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, just being that person where you run, you swim and you bike. Um, and these were just different areas that I wasn't necessarily, I didn't know I liked or, or could do. Um, mm-hmm. I did the running thing. I enjoy running, but the whole swimming thing and the bike thing, those are totally different. Those are two, two different areas where I had to relearn, um, mm-hmm. because I did them before, but it was just like for fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my grandmother was like, please get out the house and learn how to swim. Like it was yeah. just like, <laughs> like, you know how to not drown, but how do I, I do this natural. effectively? Yeah. yeah. How do I do this effectively? But what was so cool is just seeing how, when you just kind of started with it, like I, I remember I was telling somebody, I was, my friend is doing her first triathlon uh, this weekend as well. And we were talking mm-hmm. about it. I'm like, I remember it's a 250 meter swim that she has to do. And I'm like, I remember I had to do a 250 meter swim when I first started. And I was so tired. I was mm-hmm. like, why, why is this so long? Yeah. Now, just last week, I did a 3,000 meter swim and I'm like, oh, this is oh great. Let's go for a run. Like, you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> and, it, and it's just kind of, you, you don't notice the progression, but you realize you're like, I used to not be able to do this. Like this used mm-hmm. to not, this used to not even be something I could even think of doing. Um, yeah. and now I realize for me, uh, I enjoy swimming in open water where it's like, it's a big lake or it's an ocean. So, mm-hmm. um, I find that that's kind of my happier place. It's oh, a place where I can, can be able to think. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although sometimes I have like really awkward thoughts. Like I'm like, is there an alligator here? And I'm like, don't think that. <laughs> yeah, like that thought is not helping me right now. <laughs> yeah, this is not Maybe. benefiting me. Swim faster. <laughs> Swim faster, yes. <laughs> but but it's that. just, you know, you always have different obstacles in, in different places, but you're right. Sometimes if you just start and you be surprised at how stronger and how longer you're able to do. Mm-hmm. And, and I find the same with my, with my patients that they'll start off walking maybe five, 10 minutes. And then before you know it, a um, couple of months down the line, they're like, Hey, now I'm able to walk 20, 30 minutes, or now I'm able to walk mm-hmm. 45 minutes. And it's just the fact that they've kind of been able to gradually increase their intensity uh, without injuring themselves. Number one, mm-hmm. no injury. That's the whole point. Um, but it makes a difference. Well, and reflecting on their wins, which is something I can tell that you're doing is being able to see, look where I was and look at the things that I've done. So when you're starting in that journey and, you know, you used to be able to walk 15 minutes, now you can walk 45 minutes. That still may feel like a long distance away from being able to run a marathon or do a triathlon or some sort of, you know, bigger goal like that. But you've already made such big progression and being able to stop and celebrate that to have that mindset is such a powerful tool as well. I love that you're doing that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is. It is so important because we don't realize our wins. We don't realize that we're improving um, Mm -hmm. because we're always trying to get to the next goal. But I do find when we 
like you said, we stop, we celebrate, we document what we're doing. It makes a difference. Um, when they first come in, to, I take a picture of them and they're always like, we're going to take a picture. I'm like, yes, so that we can compare when you come back a few months ago from now. And then when they come back a few months from now, I'm like, look, you see it? Your waist is getting smaller. Your face is smaller. Like, don't you mm-hmm. feel the difference of your losing yeah. weight? And they're like, yeah. Some people, it's so funny because they will be so upset. They're like, I should have lost more. I'm like, but you've lost a lot. <laughs> Let's celebrate. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, I drive my patients crazy because mm. a lot of times they'll come in and they've lost like a pound and, and not after just one week, but you know, we've been meeting consistently and, you know, let's say over four months, they've lost 15 pounds. And so they're on this trajectory of one pound per week. And they're like, Oh, why isn't it going faster? And I'm like, isn't it amazing? And they're like, Dr. Stamba, <laughs> I want to lose more weight, but stopping to say, okay, what are all the things that you did do? And what's going to be different about this journey? I think having that moment of reflection or those many moments of reflection is one of the best tools we can bring. Yeah, I think so. And I, and I, I think you're absolutely right because people get so discouraged sometimes. And I know sometimes mm-hmm. I can get discouraged, uh, especially when it comes to the, you know, just weight and in general, but mm-hmm. when we don't reflect, sometimes that discouragement can stop us from doing anything. Like we can just be right. like, Oh, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm stopping what I'm doing. This is not working. When mm-hmm. actuality, it is working. It just is taking time. It's not quick, quick, quick. Yeah. Like when we were younger. <laughs> mm-hmm. we, yeah. Well, and even, you know, a lot of times, like you didn't gain the weight overnight, right? You gained the weight over many years. And so if you can lose it, even if it takes a year or a couple of years, it's still oftentimes a lot faster than the weight even came on. And so that's a pretty cool win but really working to reframe that can be challenging. Yes, exactly. And sometimes making sure that you have those thoughts, uh, those positive thoughts to kind of help. I always find it very interesting because I'll ask my patients like, hey, what went well for you since it started? I always actually start off with what went well because everybody wants to talk about what did not go well. So I'm like, let's take a moment and talk about what went well. (laughs) <laughs> and then the lady was like, well, I can't think of anything, but I'm like, but you lost weight. So something had to go well. <laughs> something, you had to be consistent with something. Right. <laughs> Take some ownership. Yeah. Like you'll, ownership. you'll blame yourself when it doesn't go well, but when it does go well, like you gotta take some credit. Yes. Take the credit. Take the credit. We're giving you credit here. <laughs> yeah, I am your absolutely. cheerleader. <laughs> Let me ask you in when you think about working with your patients, how do you apply what you've learned in your journey to being able to help them? Mm. So a lot of times I, you know, the funny thing is, and I should do more of this. I should share my journey with my patients. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I want the visit to be so much about them that Mm -hmm. I sometimes forget to talk about what I've done. Um, Mm -hmm. But there are cases where um, I've had an opportunity to share. And so what I you know, want to let my patients know is that they're not alone in this. Like they're Mm -hmm. not the only people who are going through this. They're not the only people who've gone through a stall or a plateau. And so sometimes I'll use some of my experience that I've had to be like, Hey, listen, you're exactly where you need to be. It may not be where you want to be, but it's not, Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that you're not where you need to be. You're exactly where you need to be right now. And Mm -hmm. so We are just kind of, this is part of the process. This is part of the journey. And sometimes what I do, like if I get stuck or like if I'm going up one pound, down one pound, up one pound, down one pound, just kind of staying Mm -hmm. in that little 
you know, that little uh, plateau, you know, I would say, hey, there's things that you can do to kind of help uh, break through it, changing it up, changing some certain healthy habits, changing maybe more intensity here with physical activity, you know, mm-hmm. because it can, people can, first of all, people get kind of set in what their certain patterns are. And mm-hmm. then it makes it harder for them want, wanting to kind of try something different. Um, mm-hmm. to kind of break through. But I, I use my experience to be able to encourage and then hopefully, you know, let people know they're not alone. Because sometimes it, it feels like you're the only person on this journey, but you're not. There's mm-hmm. people who are doing it just like you. There are people who have been in your shoes and and there's so much different advice that they can give to kind of help you move forward or that help them move forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. When I think I really love that approach. I think it is so personalized. And so while sharing your journey may be really relevant at times, being able to focus on the person who's in front of you and see what they're, you know, they may hate the idea of doing a triathlon. They, you know, that may not be their thing. And it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. You're mm-hmm. absolutely right. It can be whatever you want it to be. It can be mm-hmm. hiking. It can be, you know, water aerobics. It can be, you know, Zumba, line dancing. It can be mm-hmm. what you want it to be, um, but we want you to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Let me ask you, in the last couple of minutes here, is there anything that you would love to share with my listeners um, that would be some great takeaways for them? Yes. So the one thing I'd want to say is you may be in a place where you haven't, you know, you know you need to do something but you just don't have the time to do it, or you're just kind of busy. My first suggestion for you is number one, um, decide one thing doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be like this whole transformation of things of healthy Mm -hmm. habits to do in order to lose weight. But I would say, choose one thing and whatever that one thing is, schedule it in your, you know, just start schedule Mm -hmm. it in your day, make it a priority. One of the things you're going to do each day is that one thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And and then be consistent with it. I, I do feel the secret sauce to a uh, long lasting weight loss is consistency. Mm-hmm. It's making sure that you're showing up uh, each and every day. Um, even if you have days where you're, you know, where you're off, where like, oh, you went to your son's birthday party and they had cake and you ate cake. It's not the end of the world. You just kind of get back on the mm-hmm. right track. Um, and so, but making sure that not only do you have consistency, but then also have a little bit of grace because sometimes we can be our worst, uh, worst enemies. We will beat ourselves mm-hmm. up. We will beat ourselves to a pulp. Um, especially just thinking of all the things like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I ate that pizza. Like, you know, like you just go on in your head. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. so it's important to, uh, give yourself grace and, and be consistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. And if my listeners are interested in learning more about you or working with you, where can they find more about you? Yes, they can find me at Dr. Shelley MD on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. I, I have a podcast, the Back on Track Achieving Healthy Weight Loss podcast. Um, and then also I have a YouTube channel where we talk about different topics on how people can live a more healthier life. I love that. And where are you seeing patients right now? And I see patients in Douglasville, Georgia, um, mm-hmm. actually with the Sitters at Wellstar Centers of Best Health in Douglasville, Georgia. And feel mm-hmm. free to um, look me up. I'll be happy to see you. 
Yeah, absolutely. My patients know I'm in Illinois and Virginia, and I often have people reaching out like, hey, do you know any docs in fill in the blank state? So if anyone is looking for a doc in Georgia, they should head to Dr. Shelley. Yes, yes, we we sure do. Especially in Georgia, we do do virtual visits. So yeah, (laughs) Yeah, you don't have to be in the Atlanta area. Mm -hmm. Good. Well, I'm so glad we had a chance to talk today. Thank you for joining me. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me.